This is Invest Talk. Independent thinking, shared success. Justin Klein and Steve Peasley stand ready to take your finance and investment questions and share their unbiased answers. Invest Talk is made possible by KPP Financial, a registered investment advisor firm serving clients throughout the United States. The clarity for your path forward starts now. Here is KPP Financial President, Financial Advisor, Steve Peasley. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. It is Tuesday, August 1st, 2023. Appreciate you being with me. We've just completed the first month of the third quarter, and now we're into August. Time's time's be moving by pretty fast, don't you think? So I'm here every day, oh, not every day, I'm here with Justin Klein every day at this time to help you become a better investor. I can do that by giving you information, data, perspective, whatever it is that you want, as long as it's a, in a financial question, we'll talk about it. Okay, so give me your, give me your calls, give me your questions, and we'll discuss it. On today's podcast, I'm going to blend in my comments with we do every day with whatever it is you want to listen, whatever you want to talk about. It's got to be, you know, financial related and that's all that's necessary. Okay. And with that, you can call right now. Okay. Remember, you drive the show in the direction you want to. 888-99 charters our number, 888-992-4278. Okay. And the lines are open right this minute. We're always open four to five. Pacific time, Monday through Friday. Um, let's see. My focus point today: there might be good news for investors looking for high-quality, undervalued companies. There are some uh, a couple of spaces we'll talk about, and there's some few stocks that were mentioned on the, uh, the article that we're going to be referring to. So we'll give you some names there. Time permitting, I also dig into the t- these topics that I picked out. Um. Um. The rally that we've had this year seems to be broadening out, okay? And so there's various sectors that uh, more that that are being given more attention, and we're, we want to talk about that, okay? What sectors which should we be looking at? So that kind of ties into our main uh, talking point that we're going to discuss. Morgan Stanley talks about housing in 2024. What are they what are they saying? We'll discuss that. And some popular electric vehicles are selling below manufacturers' suggested retail price. Why is that? Been high demand for those things. But not all models, just some. What the um that'd be, I think that'd be interesting. And why the Fed rate hikes haven't really hurt the economy. Why not? Or not just the economy, more particular, the the um, the um, consumer out there. Remember, this consumer drives our economy, but the hikes really haven't affected them much, so they haven't affected their spending very much. So I want to touch that, touch on that as well before the end of the show, if we can. Okay, the, so we got a lot of stuff. Also, you know, uh, we got some voice bank voice bank questions. One on uh, about Roth IRA contributions, another on Vanguard Short-Term Inflation Protected Securities Index ETF. <laughs> what are what is that? Yeah, well, we'll talk about that too. 
It is Trivia Tuesday, and since it is, we'll have a, at the halfway point a trivia question for you. And again, that's at the halfway mark of the show. So we got lots, lots going on, but of course, we want your live calls. We want them right now. The number is 888-99-CHART. The market itself today was mixed. The Dow was up 71, the Nasdaq down 62, and the S&P 500, which is the broadest of those of the three indexes we talk about every day, that was down 12. So the broader market was a little bit weak, but not, not scary, not too weak, but just weak today. Okay, let's go ahead and go straight forward to our first voicemail call, and let's talk about CLB. Stephen Justin, Art from Tucson. I'm calling about Core Laboratories, Inc. That's CLB, Core Laboratories. Wondering what you think about the stock, if it's a worthwhile company, and uh, what a good buying point would be. And I'll listen on the podcast. Thank you. Now, just a reminder, when, when people call and ask about stocks, I'm taking a very quick look at a screen that condenses all the information in a one spot. Now, I can't guarantee that all the information is perfect because I'm relying on third, bar, third parties to give me the information, just so you know. But this is Core Laboratory, C-O-B. It's a $1.2 billion company, so it's a small cap out of the Netherlands. It's a Dutch company providing patented reservoir uh, dis- uh, description, production, enhancement, reservoir management services. So that's what they do. Okay, um, they're going to make money. They've made money every year for many years, uh, but their their sale, their earnings, you know, kind of erratic in the last ten years. You know, if you go back ten years ago, you know, back to 2016, that's what I have. They made a dollar fifty one a share. The best year since then, the best year earnings was two dollar twenty seven cents a share in 2018. This year, they're only going to make eighty five cents a share. Next year, dollar sixteen a share. So the stock has been as high as $130 a share. Right now it's at $27.43. And the forward PE is like 32. So it's not inexpensive. So the only way that that could be justified is sales growth. Is it growing fast? And it is growing, but not fast. It grew 6% this most recent quarter, 11% the quarter before that, 2% before that, 7% before that. So all in the, you know, mostly in the single digit percentage growth of sales. So I don't think it's worth any more than a normal PE of around 15. And in that case, this stock is only worth maybe, you know, $17 a share or so in that range. And it's at 27. The stock, the company is very well run. That's not even in doubt. 16, 16% return equity is very good. But it's just expensive, and I, I would I don't think I don't think you want to buy this slow growth of a company that's already expensive. Just my opinion. A CLB, everybody. We're going to take a quick break. Please remember that you can call anytime and leave your question on the Invest Talk Voice Bank, or if you're listening to us via live stream or on AM twelve twenty radio. In Silicon Valley, give give us a call now right this second. Get you on the air. Call now, 888-99-CHART. Justin Klein talks about the KPP Financial Premium Newsletter. 
I want to remind you that this is a time where you probably need some guidance and you're tuning in to try to get our view of the markets. And we only have an hour here. And, and sometimes the way I distill each day can be maybe not enough, maybe not enough time. And so our premium newsletter is a great tool for especially newer investors trying to learn some things. The KPP Financial Premium Newsletter comes to your mailbox every Saturday. Learn how to analyze the market, learn what the economic numbers mean, learn how to manage a portfolio, maybe get an idea of what are good companies to be at least looking at. Maybe you don't buy it today, but you should always have a watch list of companies that hey, these are interesting. These have good businesses. And if they get the right price, maybe I should buy them. So our newsletter is a great tool for that. Subscribe anytime at investtalk.com. Steve Peasley is here and ready to take your calls live. Investtalk, 888-99-CHART. Hey, Justin and Steve. This is Steven from Texas. Had a question about investing for my kids' future. I have a family member that wants to give all three of my boys a lump sum to help them with college. And we looked into 529 plans. And our worry is that they don't go to school, then they'll be penalized and then still pay taxes. So would we be better off just doing a taxable account for them that Yes, they'll pay some taxes, but at least then we can invest in what we'd like to instead of being limited like some of the 529s are with what you can invest in. I don't think we could do a Roth or anything because that would have to wait till retirement. So just maybe there's something else we're not thinking of that would be a better option. Look forward to hearing it on the podcast. Yes, thank you. Bye. Okay, that's a very good question. Excellent question. A 529 is a college savings plan, and many states have them, and you can pick any state you want to open up a 529 program. Now, if you have three kids and, say, grandparents want to put money in, uh, have money for all three kids for college, well, try to remember that let's say one of those kids decides not to go to college. You can change the beneficiary of that money. Okay, you can change the beneficiary to grandchildren or to mom and dad. You can change it to any person you want, long as it's always designated for college. If you don't spend it for college, then you're going to get you know then you're going to get problems. You're going to have problems. So let's say the first kid decides not to go to college. Well, you can have his five twenty nine plan be signed over to the next child who actually is going to college. Or the next one, the third one. You can do it that way. Um, other than that, yeah, you can uh, you can open up just individual accounts for them. You know, you can do it upma, which is um, I don't know if I would recommend that because the kids own the money when it turned eighteen, and I think that's too young to have any kid get lots of money. You can open up just an account, be a taxable account in their name or with your name, and designate that money for the college. But if you're going to use a 529, that's the best way, you know, that is forced and you get the tax benefit of money growth without taxes. Uh, that's the best way you can get that growth tax free and keep it for college. You just got to move the name to another party if the first kid doesn't want to go or the second kid or whatever. And if none of them want to go to college, you still can, you know, name it to grandchildren or you and then eventually the grandchildren, you know, that kind of thing. You can name anybody. 
My focus point, focus point looks to the story. There might be good news for investors looking for high-quality, undervalued companies. Some names are trading at discount prices. Okay, but maybe they're not right for your portfolio. You still have to consider that. It's not It's not that simple, right? But there's six. Uh, there, this is an article entitled Six Undervalued Wide Moat Industrial Stocks. And the industrial stocks have been underperformers, okay? Morningstar... Uh, uh, a U.S. industry index lost 8.1% compared to a 19.4% loss for the overall market as measured by Morningstar, the U.S. market index. However, so far in 2023, this was in 2022. In 2023, the industrials index is down 14.5% while the market is up 19. So, you know, these, they were not, they were not you know, they were down last year. Now they're down again this year. And the, the point is, well, if they're, are they undervalued? Well, are some of these companies undervalued? Why, why didn't they perform? Remember, they're very cyclical industries, industrials. And, you know, all year, all year long, and even us on this radio show is saying there's probably going to be a recession, and it hasn't shown up, right? So if there's a recession, cyclical stocks get hurt pretty bad. So I think that's why they didn't rally. Now, these stocks made good money this year, made good money last year, and they've gone nothing but down, and maybe it's their turn. That's the whole point of this article. Okay, and we're talking about uh, Equifax, TransUnion, Masco, General Dynamics, Emerson Electric, Otis Worldwide. Otis is the elevator company. You know, so those, those are the stocks that they list that Morningstar has four stars on them and a price fair price ratio of, uh, you know, they have a fair, a price fair ratio that they have all under one. Anything under one means it's very inexpensive. So that's what, that's what Morningstar thinks. These companies, and it goes on, talks about each individual company, what its weaknesses and strengths are. But those companies are the ones that they say are very undervalued and have potential. I mean, some of these companies, you know, even during a slowdown economically, will still for, will still do well. Okay, uh, they won't do bad. Equifax being one, consulting services, TransUnion, TransUnion Consulting Services. Now, Masco is a building products and equipment company, and General Dynamics is an aerospace and defense. And I mean, that, you know, they might that company might do well uh, because. Even in a, a, a slowing economy, depending on government contracts they have, Emerson Electric, specialty industrial machinery, would be, be affected by cyclical. And Otis Worldwide elevators, yeah, they'll be affected. But I noticed that Otis Worldwide makes a ton of money on servicing the elevators. So that won't go away. You'll still have servicing the elevators, not just selling them. Interesting group of stocks that Morningstar put out. And I'm not recommending them or anything, but they are. So just you might want to check that out to see if it would fit in your portfolio. When people take time to leave an investor question, wait a minute, we only have a minute? Yeah, we, we're going to have to take a quick break, everybody. I'm sorry. Please remember that you can call anytime and leave your questions on Talk Voice Bank. But I'm right here now live, ready for your call, so you can ask any question right now. 
you're building your financial future, but you must have finance and investment questions. Justin Klein and Steve Peasley are ready to provide their unbiased answers. So don't forget to call Invest Talk 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Dave in Ohio. Hi, Dave. Oh, how you doing, Steve? Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Hey, get, uh, get your opinion on Cube. It's a self-storage business. Uh, the symbol is a C-U-B-E. Okay. It's had a little bit of a pullback. And see if this is a good time to, okay. to get into it. It's called Cube Smart, everybody. It's a 9.5, almost $9.6 billion company. So it's almost a large cap. For some reason, people think $10 billion is the cut off but you know there's no you know there's no official number that this is large and this is medium and this is small no. so i think it's a pretty large cap company which is good the larger it is the more uh the more stable it'll be and i kind of like this area i've always liked this area but this area has always been expensive this is a reit engaged in the ownership operation development of self storage facilities in the united states i've always liked this storage business uh, but it's always been kind of expensive. It's been very difficult to find a, a one that is, is reasonable price. And I think you've been able to find one at a reasonable price. <laughs> okay, uh, so it's Cube Smart. They're going to make $2.70 a share this year, then two eighty-five next year. And the Ford PE is going to be 15 So $42.72 stock. And the long year range, the five-year range is 16 to 56 and next year is going to be at 15 Okay, I think that's very good for this kind of company. Uh, do they have debt? Yes, but it's not unsurmountable. Many of these companies have debt because they use the debt to build storage units or buy storage units. Uh, it pays a 4.6% dividend, which is pretty healthy. And, and the only little negative is the sales growth is slowing. It grew 8% the last most recent quarter. That was March quarter. I haven't gotten this most recent quarter yet. Uh, and last December quarter grew 18. Before that was always in the 20% area, 20 to 25 every quarter. So that, that's probably why they fell off its high price of around 57 or so down to 42. Okay, it got as cheap as in the mid-30s, but it's come off that low. I, I kind of like it. I, I, as far as a valuation, I think it's a good valuation. I do. You got to be patient with this because it might take a while. But I think it's a good, good company. I think they're well run. That turn equity is a little light at ten percent. Uh, owner management owns one percent of the company, and mutual funds have been slowly buying it over the last year. So, no, I, I, I kind of like it, Dave. Cube, C U B E. Thanks for the call, Dave. Appreciate it. Let's go to Gene in North Carolina. Hi, Gene. Hey, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. You were just talking about the 529 plan and yes, uh, mm -hmm. the fact that you can you can change the beneficiary if you yeah. the first person is uh, someone who can't use the money for higher right. education. Yes. Uh huh. There's, there was when you said when you talked about this topic, I remember there was something new with the Secure Act 2.0 that was uh -huh. beneficial to this case of 529 plans, and I just looked it up. Okay. It looks like you. It looks like you can roll it because the money you put in the principal is post tax. Right. You can roll it over to a Roth IRA. Oh, and that yeah, was from the. Up. 
Okay, I didn't know that. Secure Act 2.0. I believe it, because Secure Act did change some of the 401k numbers. It did some things, you know. Okay, that's good to know. I remember it was beneficial. Okay, so you can roll a 529 into a Roth IRA for the child. For the beneficiary, oh, you have to look up the one. details. I don't want to say anything wrong, but I remember, I remember that, and I just looked it up now, and that's what it looks like, okay? Okay. If that's true, that's a great news, and thank you very much for calling. I really appreciate that. I really do. You got it. Everybody thinks I know everything. I don't know everything. I've just had the data in front of me, and I do really appreciate people clarifying anything. So we got to look that up and check it, but Gene, Gene, that was very helpful. Thank you. That's the 529 program. And he said that the new Secure Act that was passed, was it last year? Yeah, I think it was last year, uh, changed some of the rules on some of these retirement accounts and education accounts. And so you need to look into that. And that would be a great change. Okay? Anyways, let's go to, uh, I guess it's Stephen in South Carolina. Hi, Stephen. How you doing, sir? Thank you. I'm doing good. Thank you for the call. Here. Yes, yeah, so I recently purchased a stock that, I mean, it's negative over five years, but I see potential in the future. It's American software. Uh, the ticker symbol is AMSWA. I picked up about a, well, a handful of shares at $10.55. Just wanted to get your insight. Well, you made some money. It's at 1166 as of today, so you've done well right there already. Okay, let's look, look at it. American software, Class A shares. Uh, develops collaborative supply chain management and enterprise resource planning software and applications. It's a small company, three not, 392 million. Going to make 50 cents a share next year. Uh, um, sales have been shrinking the first two quarters, but it's fallen from like $30 all the way down to around 10. And uh, it looks like it's bottom to me. It, Right now, without sales growth, it doesn't have a lot of potential to go up. But if you know something more about the possibility of turning that around, that would be a, this would be a good buy. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. It's Trivia Tuesday, so let's get to it. Uh, is an economic downturn coming? The jury's still out on that. But some states are in better shape to withstand the twists and turns ahead. As we go to break, here's my trivia question. Can you name the states that CNBC's top states for business study predicts are the best suited to withstand economic hardship? I'll give you the answers after the break, everybody. 888-99-CHART. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay, why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture. I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak, listen, and think 
in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value, so your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this, so don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com today. Each day, InvestTalk listeners submit their finance and investment questions via phone or email. Would you like your question to be put near the top of the list? Just take a minute or two to leave a review and rating for InvestTalk at iTunes. And be sure to include a brief question with your iTunes review comments. 888-99-CHART. Okay, before the break, I gave you a new trivia question. Can you name the five states that CNBC's top states for business study predicts are the best suited to withstand economic hardship? Five states, okay? And what do they consider? You know, they consider a, a number of factors. Uh, inflation is trending lower. The stock market is up. But the labor market remains strong. All those things are happening now. But determine which states have the best economy. CNBC looked at overall economic growth, annual job growth on a percentage basis, as well as the health of state finances. We also look, They also looked at their overall health of the housing market. Well, with those parameters, you're going to look at states that uh, people are moving to, right? Moving to. And I will also note, I also note that each one of these states have very low taxes. Tennessee is number five. Georgia, number four, North Carolina, number three, Texas, number two, and Florida, number one, okay? And, you know, job growth is pays a big part in these. And Texas, in each one of these, they show what's what, co- what home company corporations are there. For instance, Tennessee, they FedEx is there, and Tractor, uh, and tractor Supply is there, major corporate eight corporations. Major corporations for Georgia are Home Depot, Delta Airlines, Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola's been in Georgia forever. In North Carolina, it's uh, Bank of America and Duke Energy. Texas, it's um, 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 Oracle and Tesla. Now, I know Tesla has just moved recently their headquarters, but I thought Oracle was still in California, but that's not true. That's where they started. They grew, but they moved to Texas because, and this was, what, uh, an article in 2020, they, the company said they're, they're gonna prov- it will provide their workers with more flexibility about where and how they work. Yeah, probably not. No, the whole truth. The whole truth is probably a lot cheaper tax-wise for corporations to be there and employees. Housing is a lot cheaper in most of these states, even though prices are going up in these states. Uh, uh, very few have state income tax, but I think, North Carolina has state income. I'm not sure. I I, I can't say for sure. Uh, I know Texas doesn't. And, you know, so anyways, uh, Florida is number one, and Texas is number two, followed by North Carolina. So, you know, it's a good study and not surprising. Shouldn't surprise anybody. And I, and I know I have relatives moving to Tennessee and Georgia. So yeah. Anyways, 
888-99 chart is our number 888-992-4278 um the rally in the stock market had broadened out to other sectors okay uh as investors are paying more attention to guidance rather than the actual earnings that's come out in this earnings season earnings season has been pretty good but they're paying attention to the guidance and that guidance is broadening out the uh the uh, rally and some of the rallies areas uh, communications and services and tech stocks driven by ai artificial intelligence those those sectors have really you know taken off so you know just something i want to point out that the rally has broadened out and that is uh, remember it was used it was confined to the big tech companies i mean most of the rally was confined to the big tech for the first I can't tell you how many months of the year, at least the first two quarters. Um, and now it looks like it's spread now. Morgan Stanley talks about housing for 2024. 2024. Okay. This year, they, they um, the housing market has been pretty steady. That's what they're saying. But they said it's going to drop in 2024 about only about, you know, 2 3%. You know, it's still pretty good. I mean, I don't see how that is so bad. Zillow says the average home price value right now, $348,853. And that's up 1.2% year over year. So year over year in July, housing prices are still rising. Let's swing back to another Talk Voice Bank question. Uh, it's 888-99-CHART. Hi, Justin and Steve. This is Art, Southern California. My question is regarding tips actually it's the victor tango india papa v tip so that's the etf if i have a lot of cash a couple hundred thousand let's say obviously i want to put it someplace where i can earn some rate of return and i'm thinking of investing it in the vtip it's the vanguard tips inflation protected what's your thoughts on that holding cash short term that means uh within six months a year maybe maybe even two years again thanks all for all your answers and input keep it up thank you so much bye okay this is the vanguard short term inflation protected barclays u.s treasury securities zero five-year index zero to five years so it's short-term tips uh tips are treasury inflation protected securities that's what that stands for uh, VTIP is the symbol, pays a 5.1% dividend. Um, I think for a short-term basis, I think that look, it looks pretty good to me. It really does. Um, I can't tell you exactly what it's going to pay long, longer term. And two years out is pretty long. But this year is going to do very well. reason I can't say that because tips are based on there's a flat rate portion of the tips and then an inflation adjustment every six months for the tips. Inflation adjusted. That's why it's called inflation protected. So inflation keeps going up or stays steady, it'll continue to pay that high rate. So inflation falls sharply, which I don't think it's going to fall sharply. It might fall a little bit, but I'm, it's already fallen. Um, I think that they'll pay a pretty decent return on the money. You know, for a place to park cash, it's a pretty decent return. So I would give a thumb up, thumbs up for a short-term basis. 
Okay, let's go ahead and play two in a row. Uh, and, of course, the more value for your bucks and listening pleasure is when I can play two in a row. So let's go to the next question. Hi, guys. This is Brett from New Jersey. Thank you again for all that you guys do. I had a question about my Roth IRA contributions. I was looking for something with that I could just kind of put in and forget about and not watch all the time. So I've been splitting one-third into the following ETFs. VTV, Vanguard Total Value, VOO, Vanguard S&P 500, and VYM, uh, the Vanguard High Dividend ETF. I like these. I think they're solid. But I was wondering if I'm missing out on some small cap value, small cap growth. Is that something I should be interested in and try and go a quarter of each, try and catch the small cap up to my other ones? It's only been about a year and a half of contributions. So looking forward to your answer. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Well, the question depends on two things. Are you conservative or aggressive? And those are pretty aggressive. Uh, that's a pretty pretty aggressive spread that you have, but it's broadly spread in the market. So it's as aggressive as the overall market. If you add a short, uh, small cap portion to it, that's adding to your aggressiveness. But if you're young and you're going to leave it alone for a number of years, you should have exposure to small caps. Okay. Uh, so I, I would not argue with some kind of exposure to the small caps, depending on your personal, you know, risk tolerance. If if you don't think it's because that that's where that's where a lot of growth comes from from a portfolio is the small cap companies. Okay, so and I at this point, you know, I maybe split it between value and growth. You know, at this point, so I like value a lot, but I'm older, so. I'm, you, if you're young, you might want growth and value, both of them. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Well, we're now moving quickly through the third quarter, everybody. And Justin Klein and I have been telling you for a while now that we are in a new market environment. We have been for a while. Uh, and when I say that, I mean looking over the last 10 years, we you know interest rate direction changed dramatically a year and a half ago. The Fed started raising rates. So now the rates are pretty high, and you have to adjust to it. You know, and the question is, have you? If you're a serious investor, you need to make adjustments. All you know, I, I say the minimum time that if you're doing it yourself, the minimum you need to do is rebalance your portfolio once a year. That's the minimum. So let me remind you: if you have trouble with that, to fit the times to the reality of your portfolio, you're having trouble, and not sure how much risk you're taking or how much risk you should take. That's where we can come in and be a big help here at KPP Financial. We operate with a philosophy of independent thing and shared success, and we do that with unbiased guidance. We do that also with parallel investing, meaning we buy the same things for ourselves we do for our clients. Um, we want to stay on the same side of the table as our clients, and that's how we do it. Uh, we have different strategies to fit different risk profiles, depending on what you have, and we'll sit down with you in 10, 15 minutes. We'll know what your risk profile is and You'll, we, we can tell you how much risk you're taking in your portfolio. It's not very, it's not time consuming. It's not going to have to spend all day doing it, not even an hour if you don't want to. And we will help, we'll help you. We'll help you no matter what. All you do is call our KPP financial offices in California and just speak to us. I mean, just send us your portfolio. You can do it electronically. Everything can be done on the phone. It's, you know, it's, we, we will help you if you'll let us help you. And you don't have to, Hire us as your portfolio manager. Of course, we would love for you to do that, but maybe it's just not a proper fit. 
But I think you will get a lot of benefit by talking to us. The sooner you do talk to us, the sooner you contact us, the sooner we can get you on the right foot. Okay? So please do do that. Give us a call. Um, some popular electric vehicles are selling before manufacturers suggested retail price. And that's kind of a first because the demand has been pretty high for electric vehicles and hybrids. Okay, so, and the prices are, are in general overall up. I mean, this is just certain models. Like, there were six models that they listed, and four of those were hybrids. And we're talking about, you know, popular models like the Ford F-150, you know, uh, the Chevy Silverado 1500. Those are popular trucks, you know, and they're selling below MSRP. Only a few percentage points, but you know what? Demand has started to slip a little bit. And, you know, it's it's natural. I mean, it's a natural consequence. Demand has been very high. Uh, the auto companies are working hard to meet that demand. And I think they've been doing a pretty good job of it lately with new models and nice-looking cars. And, and the next big step is when they get a breakthrough on battery life and, and distance traveled on a single charge and... You know, and that probably has something to do with when, when solid-state batteries come out. But right now, there, some some models are being sold at under the MSRP. Might want to check that out. Okay. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. This is Invest Talk. We have more than 54.5 million downloads, thanks to you. Next up, we're going to take another call, so hang on. In today's world, a variety of factors are affecting the stock markets. Serious investors know building a secure financial future requires hard work and determination. That's why now, more than ever, when it comes to the planning, execution, and maintenance of your portfolio, you need InvestTalk. InvestTalk is a free download. Your participation makes it unique. Don't forget to call InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve, Justin Luke, Kay here from New York, calling in about PHM Multi Home Builders. They are riding a pretty high ride right now, up to around 84 now that I'm looking at it. Set a buy at 70 flat. Just wondering what you thought about it. Obviously, they're riding the wave of homes being built, and so I want to catch it when it dips and ride it for the next 20 or 30 years. Thank you. Okay, this is Poultry Home Group. They've had a big, big rally. I mean, you might be late to the party here. They run up from $40 a share in, uh, actually a little bit below 40 in September 2022. Today, they're 84. So we're talking about a company that's more than doubled in a year. Um, um, maybe a year and, what, a half or so? Uh, they're going to make uh, $11.63 this year, $11.83 next year, uh, that, and it's an $84 stock, so it's not expensive. It's around a 7 PE range, but the PE range for this company has been 4 to 13, so it's not like it's cheap. It's a little bit on the cheaper side, but not cheap based on its own PE range. Return on equity is 31%, which is very good. Uh, not much debt, very well-run company. Uh, cash flow is eleven dollars and eight sixty-eight cents, so that's very strong. Uh, sales have started to slow a little bit in the most recent quarter, the June quarter, the most recent quarter we just passed. 
uh, sales growth was 8%. Before that, it was always in the teens, 14, 19, 13, 15, you know, that kind of percentages. And now it dropped to 8 So I would be very careful about chasing performance. And that looks like what, what's happening here. So uh, if I own the company, this is at a point where I might start thinking about taking some profits off the table if the company got too strong or too much value in my portfolio, depending on your portfolio and whether you should have you know, this much of Pulte or not. It is a very good company. Long term, you'll be fine, but it doesn't pay much of a dividend. So you're, remember, it's an economically sensitive stock. But right now, housing still looks pretty decent. And uh, what was it? Uh, Morgan Stanley think housing is just going to go down just a little bit next year. Not much. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have just one goal here, everybody, and that's to help you achieve financial freedom. And, of course, the work will continue right after this break. So get your questions in now, 888-99-CHART. Everybody wants a secure financial future, but getting there takes strategy, discipline, and the right information. Steve Peasley is ready to provide his unbiased answers, so don't forget to call Invest Talk 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Bill in Northern California. Hi, Bill. Hi, Steve. Good afternoon. Thank you. Um, yeah. I have, uh, I came into an inheritance last year in the winter and I, I had a, a large uh, lump sum of money. It was in a couple of mutual funds that my father had and I sold those and I was, it was in January of last year. Mm-hmm. So I, I was in kind of a hurry to invest a portion of it and I hadn't really done my stock research. So I thought I'd pick some ETFs. So I picked like five or six ETFs and I, and I didn't just dump it all in all at once, but mm-hmm. on this uh, Vanguard uh, mega cap value, I think I put it in between January and it was a little high. It was just slightly higher than it is right now. And then I, I put some more in over a few months at lower value, which is, uh, has a capital gain, but uh, the first shares I had are still like a dollar short of breaking even. But after like researching it, um, I'm less enamored with it than before. And I just wondered how you would see this as, you know, like part of a, uh, you know, I have maybe like a third, a third or less of all of my money in about one, two, three, four, eight or nine Vanguard ETFs. Are all those ETFs Um, spread over different, uh, uh, different market caps and different indexes and, Okay. Yeah, small cap value, healthcare, dividend appreciation, S and P, small cap six hundred, S P five hundred, S P five hundred value, okay. Russell two thousand, and high dividend, high high yield uh, dividend ETF. Okay. It's similar amounts, couple little less in the small caps. I put like half as much in those. Okay. Well, this is the Vanguard Mega Cap Value Fund. ETF uh, uh, seeking the performance corresponding to the U.S. mega cap value index. Um, and, you know, it's a good solid fund, but you have, you're have you going to have a lot of overlap in the other ones you, nis- you listed. The S&P 500, for instance, guarantee you it has every one of these in there. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, same. yeah exactly. so, so there's going to be overlap. We call that overlap. 
Um, and it wouldn't hurt my feelings if you cut that down to, you know, uh, cut that down to less than the number of you have as far as your spread. Um, um, do you have any mid-cap companies, mid-cap ETFs? Uh, you might want to consider uh, that. I, I, well, I, I do in other individual okay. stocks. Okay. But um, as far as this goes, I don't know the... Uh, Russell 2000 has a lot of kind of mid-cap stuff, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's a... That's smaller a, that, smaller yeah, to mid. Smaller to mid, yeah. That's what that kind of... Yeah. yeah, so those are all great you know, great indexes, and I think you're doing it right. If you're not Mr. Expert on stock picking, uh, buying ETFs in different sectors is probably a smarter way to go, you know, I think. Well, I, I, still, have, I still have all these ETFs together. I still have twice as much in individual stocks okay. uh, compared to this, so only a third of this. But I was thinking of liquidating this all together because I saw what percentages of particular um, stocks that it had in it, and uh-huh. some of them run up, and some of them my own individually. And I just thought, yeah, you know, as far as like uh, timing, timing of selling this. No, I think it's a good time to sell this. I do. I'm looking at a chart, and it's uh-huh. coming up to a double, triple top right now. And you know, if it doesn't break through, it's going to head right back down. So. If you if you needed to sell something, what you're doing is what you're doing. You didn't use that term. Is you're rebalancing is what you're doing. You're rebalancing your portfolio and saying, well, let me take some of the better performing, even though you're not all profit, but you know better performing ETFs because it's right at a triple top. That's kind of you know a signal. Unless it breaks through, then you're great, fine. But if it doesn't, it's probably going to fall back down, and you really don't need it. So yeah. I would you would not hurt my feelings selling this, and then looking around for something else. Thank okay, Bill. MGV, everybody, that's Vanguard Mega Cap Value Company. If it does break through these highs, right where it is, it you know no one knows where where it's going to go. And it, its highest has ever been is 109, and that was 2022, and that was as right now it's 107 a share. So it's pretty close to that highest it's ever been. Um, wouldn't be wouldn't hurt my feelings to take advantage and sell that. One of the reasons I wanted real quick why the Fed uh, why the Fed raising rates didn't really hurt the consumer and spending is because they refinanced their houses to very low rates and there's they didn't have to worry about lots of debt and they don't have lots of expensive debt. They don't. That's the main reason. I'm CPs and this completes another investor program. Justin Klein, and I thank you for listening. And we encourage you to tell your friends and family members about our free podcast downloads. We would appreciate that. Get yours at any time, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. And please be sure and rate us, if you would, if you get your download iTunes. We have 54.5 million downloads. Thank you very much. We, We have more than that, actually, but I want to thank everybody. Remember to follow us on social media and be sure to like and tag us, if you would. This helps everyone in the Invest Talk community. Independent thing and share success. This is Invest Talk. Good night, everybody. Invest Talk is a trademark of KPP Financial. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them. Specifically, nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell security. Because such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial. 
a registered investment advisor firm, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein is chief executive officer of Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial. Thank you for listening. And your comments and questions are welcome on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.